It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! It's a new year, everybody. Here we are, Ears Up Podcast, celebrating what hopefully will be a fantastic 2018. <laughs> oh, man. How, I hope. I think it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be... Um, it'll be a year. It's going to be interesting. It'll be dramatic. I'll tell you that. It'll be dramatic. It'll be a dramatic year, folks. Uh, but that's okay. You know, hey, man, we have each other, and, and that's a lot for love. As long as we have each... What show is that? To give it a shot. Whoa, uh-huh. we're halfway there. I can't hit that next note. <laughs> Whoa. No, can I? That was pretty close. Pretty close. Was it? I feel like it was about no. as close as, I don't know, the moon is to the earths. The earth? All the earths. Uh, welcome, everyone. It is Ears Up Podcast, of course. And we are here. Today, we are going to be doing our 2017 year-end review, something that uh, our great and personal friend Jeremy from Spectra Radio came up with, or stole from someone else, more importantly. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're going to be doing that. I, I, I think I finished. <laughs> I think I was able to complete um, all of the things, and uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But we actually are going to get Jeremy on to do a Spectro Time segment, and then he's going to stay on the line and do this with us. Yay! Yeah, so I'm excited well, about that. Well, because Bev's not here. That's right. He's going to be the Bev. He's, he's Bev today. You can say hi. Hi. You can say Mazel to <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> we should give Jeremy uh, an email address so that people can just email him. Mazel. It's such a pain in the butt and for me to say John up. Devney. <laughs> just over and over yeah. again. <laughs> well, that'd be weird. They'd all be from me, but it'd be fine. <laughs> That's true. Uh, before we get to all that fun stuff, though, we are on iTunes. Go ahead and rate us over on iTunes, please. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, also wherever. We're on SpectralRadio.us, by the way, in case you uh, just want the feed. That'd be cool, you know, the old, the old library, if yeah. you will. Actually, are we still on? I'm assuming we're still on. I would have... Better be. Well, we ro- at least have a button on his website. Right. That's the, cool. The royalty checks would have stopped rolling in <laughs> if we got pulled off of Spectro. That's so. true. <laughs> they were rolling in? Yeah, wait a second. What, oh. what royalty checks? Oh, well, look under your seat. New Teslas! <laughs> Yay! Yay! Thanks to our new president. Yeah, uh, it's actually really just the word Tesla written on a piece of paper. So I hope uh, you guys don't mind that. That's everybody gets a Tesla. <laughs> Find me in the park, and I will give you a Tesla. Oh yes, he says yes. Fridays and Sundays at nine a.m. That's Eastern, everybody. Wow, it's we, we're the six in the morning <laughs> shift. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, of course. Any feedback on the show goes to Taryn, that's T-A-R-E-N, at earsup-podcast.com. Any compliments or guest ideas, show ideas, uh, Terrence is doing the booking for the shows. Yeah, please. So uh, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E, and you can say uh, hi, hi to Bev, and anything else comes to me, I'm Jason. Um, also, if you don't want to remember all that stuff, just go on the site, and there's a form, and you can fill it out, and it's totally fine. Um, speaking of the site, we have a blog, 
Disney Animated Classics review, which we need, we're due for one. We need to assign the next one. I know, and I and was going to don't volu- know what it is. I was going to volunteer, but we're getting so close to the really good ones. I don't want to miss out on like a good one because I do this one. I'll do the next one. Yes, but I don't remember what it is. I, uh, I'm gonna Ichabod? look right now. Is it Ichabod and Mr. Toad? Uh, I don't think so because remember we're doing no. we're doing theatrical releases okay. only. So I think it's Victory Through Air Power actually. What? Really? Which I have because I found on the internet. Oh, you have it. You can say that you have it too. I have it too. All right. Um, wait, no, they, no, we skipped that no. one because we did the Four Three Caballeros. Yeah. No. Yeah, we've done. We should have done Victory Through Air Power, but I think at the time I couldn't find it. We did Fun and Fancy Free, so Melody Time is the next one, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do that one. Released on May 27th, 1948. Let's just give it to Bev. She'll never no, do it. I will do it. Okay. Okay, I'll look it up. And it, then what's after that? The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah, I want to do that one. I've never seen that movie. Me either. I've never seen that movie. I forget. I have hey, a, come over. We'll have Family Night. It'll yeah. be great. It'll oh, be great. yeah. We could all do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I think it actually would be fun for us all to watch one of these movies and have four different opinions on it. That'd be cool. That'd be for a show, maybe. For a show, yeah. <coughs> Definitely not for a blog post. Not like anybody reads Because that's Mr. Toads, anyways. right? Um, I don't actually know. Well, Ichabod is the Headless Horseman. Right. Right. Uh... Um, and so maybe it's Ichabod and Mr. Toad, but it's not Mr. Toad's ride that the, that's the, the uh, ride is based on. The Wind and the Willows yeah. is what the, what the ride's based on. Oh, Excuse yeah, I think me. I was supposed to know that, I'm but I didn't. Drinking tea. I'm a little. I've been a little ill. What's the time? It's time to get time ill. Time to get ill. Um, <laughs> if you want to support this great show, which of course you do, you can support us in a myriad in myriad ways. No. You go to our Amazon link, which is on our homepage there, and do all your Amazon shopping through that thing. Reoccurring donations. You want to hit up PayPal and do that whole kind of do- whole kind of. I was going to say John and then deal, but anyway. <laughs> um, but the best place to do it is Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash ears up, and then there you can reoccurringly donate to us, and then you get stuff for doing said reoccurring donation. That's fun, too. Um, and then go to getcoveyears.com, buy our churro shirts. It is our churro design, by the way. If you see a churro design anywhere else out in the wild, it is not that person's. It is ours. Yes. Um, legally, federally. So um, do us a favor and hit us up. We did have a couple listeners uh, send us one that was out in the wild. And so I contacted the people, and they were very nice about it um, eventually. And um, <laughs> so we're talking to them, and, you know, uh, because, look, it's, it's a great design. It's a popular design. And if these people can carry the weight that they say they can, um, then they we might do some sort of licensing thing yeah. um, because they have access to a different group than we have um, but still likes Disney churros and stuff. So um, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I will definitely keep you guys posted because our lives are an open book on this show. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll, yeah. uh, we're awaiting further contact. But uh, anyway... It is ours, just just to make that perfectly clear. Um, also, what is ours? We have a brand new show called Sabers and Superpowers yeah. with my yes. nephew, Anthony, and his friends, um, Trenton and Stephanie, and they are talking about the Marvel world and the Star Wars world combined into one p- nerd-filled podcast, which is doing pretty well. Cool. Uh, so I've been That's digging good. through our numbers. So <laughs> real fast, not to bore anybody, but... Uh, See, the thing, the internet, it was first invented. No, um, 
trying to figure out our our actual like download numbers, our listener numbers. So I had this old plugin on our WordPress site, and it was uh, I, I changed it essentially. But what I didn't do is migrate all that information. So I lost four years or whatever of all of our download numbers, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Totally lost it. But uh, I have control of our server. I have like a back end that I can look at. And so I got all the raw data of our shows, all of our downloads, right? right. And I can tell you what, you know, how big we are in Belarus, if you want to <laughs> know, which okay. we have a couple listeners not right. saying they're spam, but they might have some oil <laughs> proceeds to sell right. you, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, I'm learning something called. Uh, the, the, so on our on our information, it says hits, which is how many like full downloads of the show that we've gotten, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's something called 206 hits, which are all the incomplete downloads okay. of the shows that we've gotten. But the tricky part about it, so like let's say for example, one says, and I forget what show. This is oh, let's just make it up so I don't embarrass myself. But one is like 1700 hits. Okay. And then the 206 hits for that same show are like 9,000. Huh. <laughs> and what that is is anybody who stops the show listening from a streaming device right. at any point in the show, 30 seconds in or 30 seconds before it stops. Right. Wow. Okay. So how many times do you ever listen to a podcast until it completes all the way through rarely right yeah so how do you but based on and and so now all of the stats catchers that i have like uh blueberry is what i use now because whatever uh it's free and i'm cheap um it only gives me the hits the full complete shows right it doesn't give me the 206 hits so how do you figure out how many downloads you actually get from a show because you're not getting the full you can't just combine the two and go right. oh i have 10 million downloads on this thing right. so now so then what i have to do uh with this also reporting software through my my server gets me is the total amount of data in gigabytes okay and then you can see how long people are listening to the show from that no so then what i have to do is I have to take that information convert it to megabytes <laughs> oh then divide yes thank you then divide that by the show file size then i can get a rough a more accurate example of how much what the percentage is how much yeah. information has yeah. been delivered right so if you divide that by 22.5 megabytes you get you know 9000 downloads or whatever it is and that's right. at least you can figure out roughly how many times that packet of data anyway right no, i understand it's annoying <laughs> cuz i am what am I not smart at math? <laughs> no, I just I don't. Right. But uh, you know the power of the spreadsheet has helped, and okay. uh, but now I just have to sit and plug these numbers in. All right. And it's a lot of fun. But anyway, roundabout way of saying cybers and superpowers. I was talking to Anthony. <laughs> it's like it's doing pretty well. Yeah. For example, our first shows in like 2014, we would get like four. Right. <laughs> Downloads, right? Twenty three. They were all us. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's doing like over a hundred already nice. in the That's first great. with the first, and it has it's been out what two weeks? That's I'm, cool. I'm easy killing it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, whatever. What also is interesting about the the numbers is that nobody goes is not nobody. People aren't going back and listening to the older material as often as they are pushing forward and catching up with our content okay. moving forward. Right. So. Which I assumed that's what everybody would do. Right. Because that's what I do. Actually, that's a lie. Sort of, kind of, but not really. So I wonder why that is. The, the audio quality isn't, wasn't terrible when we started. It was right. fine, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So is it the content? Have, have we gotten that much better where people 
pick and choose and they go, nah, I just want to listen to the new stuff or where our topic's not interesting or, but then it's going to, I'm going to Yeah, you're going to spin. Right. I think that we hit our stride at some point. I think it was, it was different from other podcasts at the beginning. So that made it good. But I think us compared to us, it's, we're so much better now. I think. Yeah. I think so. Too. True. Anyway, but give Sabers and Superpowers um, a listen, please. They have their own feed, or you can go to our website and, and, and click on the, the archives, and they're in there, too. Um, it's a good show. I think it's, it's you know, be, even uh, between episodes one and three, it's 20, 30% better. Cool. They're getting better. They're getting a cohesive unit. So uh, And they're good kids, and they know a lot mm-hmm. about what they want or what, uh, what you guys want to hear about. So if you have any feedback on that show, send that just to our feedback, and I'll pass it on. And I think they also have a Facebook page, a separate Facebook page from us. Okay. So check that out, too. Okay. Um, cool. That's it, I think. Feedback? Yeah, that's it, feedback. Hmm. Go ahead and feedback us, Taryn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the first one is from Rob. Uh, hey, guys, I'm loving the show and looking forward to hearing every new episode as it comes out. Here is my question for you. Do you think Disneyland would be as cool of a park as it is if it were not related to Disney. I love all the parks, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to visit Disney World many times and made it to Disneyland for the first time this summer. I do not know if they would be such destination parks as they are had they not had the Disney tie-in. What do you think? It's an interesting question. It's hard to say. It's a good question. What was it again? <laughs> Would Disney I've, parks be as popular today if they didn't have the Disney tie-in? Yeah. Right. What do you think, Taryn? You've had more time than anybody to think about this? Um, I don't think so. I think that, well, considering when they were done, I think the reason that they're so successful is because Walt Disney was this huge presence this huge people loved the disney company when disneyland was built right and i think that that has just continued and so if it were just i mean honestly like i i think it would be universal studios right which is not bad but i don't think it has the same draw like i'm never going to travel to orlando from california to go to um to go to universal studios i will go there because i'm on a trip to disney world Right. But and I think that that's the only way for me at least to think about it is it's like if it wasn't Disney, even though I'm not a huge Disney fan, I'm a Disneyland fan. Right. It's still, you know, it's those characters, it's the it's the draw of Walt Disney. It's the it's all of that that makes it what it is, I think. So <laughs> it's weird. so it's a hard question to answer because is it so like you're saying, is it the is it the fact that the characters are uh, characters you've seen since your childhood? Is it the fact that it has a history of Walt? Is it the fact because I mean, if you had all the same rides with all the same characters and it just never was a Disney and it was connected to something else, it would still be pretty amazing. I still think, like I've said a million times, that if the both parks open today, DCA is a better park. But uh, it is what it is. But but. Um, you know, I think that people would still – I think people would think it was a really cool park if it wasn't Disney. It's a really cool park. I do. I, I don't think that they could get $150 a person. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. There's so much nostalgia. And, like, with parents. Like, I mean, all of my kids have been there 
by the time they could remember going there, they've been, all been there like four times. And it's nostalgia for me because I've been going forever. But if it didn't have that Disney tie-in and the nostalgia there, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen for you me. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. And I wonder if a better question is, would theme parks be as popular as they were without Disneyland happening first? Because Disneyland redefined the theme park, I don't think there would be a Universal Studios had had yeah. let's say let's say let's say Disneyland um, happened and failed, right? Let's say it just crashed and burned and nobody cared, right. nobody gave a heck at all. Right. Would do you think we'd have Universal? No, no. probably we, not. Because Disneyland was the first park to really it, it was immersive. It really was like yeah. you you're supposed to actually believe that you're in a jungle somewhere you're supposed to believe that they're they're creating that and that is universal i mean that's the whole point of harry potter land that's the whole point yeah. of all these other rides that they have there so no i think that they definitely obviously paved the way for other theme parks but um i think that if there was a theme park that did what disneyland did without it quote-unquote being disney mm. i think it would still do well i just don't know if it would do as well as it is now yeah, I don't think it would do nearly as well. I mean, I yeah. think it would be a Knott's Berry Farm. It would be an amusement right. park. It wouldn't right. be a theme park, I think. Right, because what theme would it be? What theme would make it have that big draw? Universal yeah. is is big, but I think it's so fractured. It's kind of weird. It's not the same. You know, you're go mm-hmm. you're going to Jurassic Park yeah. ride, and then you go to you go up the escalators to Simpsons Land. And it's just kind of like you're just in the there's no there's no flow there's no barrier you're just kind of in this mishmash lava lamp kind of a thing. And they also did the thing that Walt. It seems like they always wanted to do a walkthrough kind of a thing mm-hmm. at Disneyland, and they always realized it was stupid. <laughs> and Universal didn't realize that because they still have that back lot tour, mm-hmm. and it's so even with the the King Kong edition that they've done, it's still so dated. Like the yeah. like Jaws doesn't look scared like you're, you're like oh poor jaws like somebody yeah. let that poor thing retire right, right. <laughs> so it's it's i i think that like i said i think that if you had a park that did like what disneyland did it would still do well but i don't 150 bucks a day i no don't way. know about that no, no way yeah. it's a good question though yeah yeah it's a that's a thinker um the next one is from matt question uh, mark are you are you asking no no oh. Matt. Okay. Period. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you, Taryn. I apologize. Oh. Yeah. Thank you for your apology. You're welcome. I was offended. Thank you. Um, great interview, guys. I feel you did a good job letting Jake tell his side. Oh, this is about um, our last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. The show was definitely a different vibe, but it's cool yeah. that you tried to get some re- real info out there about this story. I I just listened to the Radio Underground episode where Jake Fife. Uh, fight, sorry, lays out all of the info he has gathered. Pretty interesting stuff. Hmm. This stuff would make a great TLC reality show. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Dude, if they can, if you can take rich housewives from Beverly Hills and send them to Japan and people will watch that, that's... That's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Well, I, I was looking through like our, um, like, not DVR, but like... You ain't gotta like, lie. You ain't gotta lie to kick it, Craig. Come on. <laughs> uh, and it's like the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And right. then the, the show synopsis was... Kim and you know Vanilla, whatever I don't know their names. Uh, go to Japan. That was the show synopsis, and it's like that's it. Who watch it? Who who watches rich people get paid to get free trips 
to you do? I have. Millions I mean, I watched those. They're on like season Why? like 20 now, so I stopped watching it. But yeah, I mean, that's where the skinny margarita came from. She was a housewife. That's a thing? Yeah. Skinny margarita. It- Bro, this is why there's so many holes in the drywall, because I just put my head through them. I can't. It, I, I don't know. That that stuff never never sits with me. I don't know why. Wow. It's interesting to watch other people's lives, and it's interesting it? to Not always. to dislike them, even <laughs> though they have all the money, and you're like, ah, oh, my life is still better. Like the uh, the Ball in the Family the, on Facebook. It's a Facebook TV show. Ball what? is LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, okay. the basketball people, okay. following them around as well. They're actually, I think they're getting to the episode where the Ball brother goes to goes overseas like China and gets arrested for shoplifting. I want to watch that because I hate that family. Right. But normally, just a couple of rich people going overseas, oh, I'm good. No, I'm all right with oh, it. I'm good. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was an interesting show. It was definitely a very different show than we've ever done. Um, and I don't know if we needed to do it, but I don't think anybody else was going to do it. And I was just interested in it. I don't know. I, it was interesting yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I hope, you guys, I hope you guys liked it. Some people did. Some people didn't. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But trust me, we're back. We're back to our old weird selves, and everything's <laughs> fine. So I'm curious to see how it all turns out. That was definitely a weird episode, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to find out if it goes anywhere or mm-hmm. what. Me too. Happens. Uh, that's it. That is it. Yes. All right. Well, now get ready for everyone's favorite segment. Yeah. Well, the magic behind some of Disney's well, too early. beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro time. It's magic night. A million stars will play. Uh, everybody loves the old Spectro Magic uh, intro, and of course that means we're going to talk to one of our bestest friends and the Bev stand-in for the day, Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing, friend? I had to pause because I was watching Lisa Rinna, Lisa Vanderpump go to <laughs> Japan. Is that what it was? I mean, those are two of the characters that oh, okay. went to Japan. Yes, Whoa. I know because I watch. Oh no! So why do you why why do you why do you want to see them go to Japan? Because they're going to fight when they get there. Exactly. So it happens every time. Exactly. Okay. Is it better than the Kardashian show? That I don't watch. You don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? I no, do. I'm, a, I'm strictly Real Housewives. Okay. Real Housewives. Is of Japan? Is that what it is? Or Bev- Where's Real Housewives, <laughs> Real Housewives of, of, Japan. of Japan? No, it's Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills, but they're going to Japan. It's like one episode or something. That's actually a really yeah. good premise for a show. Real Housewives <laughs> of Japan. Right. We have to pitch that. I like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, what are we going to be talking about today, mon frere? Well, we are going to be talking about something from the early part of Disneyland called Date Night at Disneyland. Oh, Date Night. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even say number one and you sang it for me. Oh my God. Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, that was on. Where did we hear that? We got that from some, I don't know, some Disney CD or was it the... um, we were, Golden Horseshoe CD or something like maybe. that. I don't remember. You probably heard it when you were streaming SpectroRadio.us. <laughs> That's exactly where I heard it from. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm actually pirating your stream to SpectroMagic.bs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So 
So there. Wow. Okay. So mazel to you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. In the early days of Disneyland, though popular and immediately renowned, the park wasn't actually turning a profit. In fact, Jack Lindquist, the first president of Disneyland, once stated that for the first two and a half years in operation, they ran 34 weeks of the year in the red and just 18 in the black, which is not a very good business model. (laughs) Sounds like coveyors. Not sustainable. (laughs) I think Spectro's betting worse than that. Uh, Disneyland in its very early days operated mostly as a daytime park, usually closing at 6 p.m. during the fall, winter, and spring months and remaining open until 8 p.m. during the summer. As Jack Lindquist put it, quote, they had physical area capable of attracting, entertaining, and feeding thousands of guests, but it was just sitting there idle. Disneyland was seen as a family attraction, and not only were they not making money during those extra evening hours between 6 and 8 p.m., But they weren't servicing an entire market of customers, that is, young dating couples without their families. So in the late spring and summer of 1957, Disneyland announced that starting in May, the park would operate until 10 p.m. daily. And beginning in June, the park would remain open further until midnight on Friday and Saturday nights for a new feature, Date Night at Disneyland. Once announced, the Disneyland team selected the Carnation Plaza Gardens as the area that would host date night as it had room for a bandstand, dancing, and plenty of tables and chairs around the perimeter and was also well-positioned next to plenty of food and drink. The Disneyland Entertainment Department signed a local 14-piece big band orchestra called the Elliott Brothers Orchestra to be the regular house entertainment. The Elliott Brothers became very popular with the Disneyland date night crowds and eventually even released an album called Date Night at Disneyland that featured a track appropriately titled Let's Dance at Disneyland, number one. (laughs) Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's date night at Disneyland with the Elliott Brothers and the Disneyland date nighters. Let's dance. Was that the song they actually played in the park at that time? So I actually don't. I have no idea. Oh, because that would be really weird to me to be there for date night at Disneyland, and they're just basically doing the announcements with music. They're doing a plug for themselves yeah. right now. Yeah, we know we can be here. We're here. Yeah, you're at right. Disneyland yeah. with music. Yeah. <laughs> Pay twenty dollars at Disneyland. All right, it's eight fifty three p.m. All right, <laughs> tomorrow's gonna be cloudy. Hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Jeremy. Uh, To attract a young dating audience, Disneyland offered a special date night ticket book that included two park admissions and 10 attractions for the bargain price of $6.50, which in today's money is between around $50 and $60. Oh, so... Mazel. That's a cut rate. Mazel going out. (laughs) That is a bargain. That is a bargain. Can you imagine? 
Man, if they if they did that again, but it's not. Again, if like, it's like fifty dollars today, then it's it's like the stuff that we pay for, like the the weird, you know. Wait, did I miss? Did I miss something? Did I tune out real fast. He said it's it was six dollars then, which is equivalent to about fifty to or get into the today. dance or to get into the park. To get it's a separate hard ticket event, right. so oh. the wow. park closed and then you pay six fifty and then you get back. You know, you get in again. Oh, so they've been doing this for years. Yeah, I know. Okay, this over. got the ball rolling. Yeah, got it with All right. that. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so they got ten attractions, uh, but that wasn't all. A fireworks show called Fantasy in the Sky was created and debuted in the nineteen fifty eight season of Date Night. The original Fantasy in the Sky was performed manually, with cast members manually lighting and launching fireworks into the sky over the castle to a soundtrack that included tracks from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, The Mickey Mouse March, and You Can Fly from Peter Pan. Number two. And roll, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Manually lighting fireworks. I was thinking the same thing. Like I'm a I'm a amateur at that. I've almost <laughs> blown my hand off a few times. Like doesn't sound like a good idea. I just picture some guy like with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, like lighting it with the cigarette and just throwing it up into the air. We're fine, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> All right, get twenty thousand piccolo Pete's. Here we go. <laughs> After the fireworks went off at 9 p.m., the crowds would gather around the stage at the Carnation Gardens and the Elliott brothers, Lloyd and Bill, would usually tell some corny jokes, update the crowds on current football or baseball scores from around the country, and then begin the music, usually with the crowd's favorite number, La Raspa, number three. Sitting here, I'm sitting here thinking. You know what this says to me? The, the, I, the word that keeps popping in my head: youthful, timely. <laughs> Actually, I bet it would be kind of fun. So he said La Raspa, and I don't know why, but I was thinking, La 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 Raspa. I was like, oh, that's a wrong song. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not the same. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here. Date Night was an immediate hit. 
And following the initial popularity, Disneyland announced that the park would extend its hours even further in July and August to 1 a.m. And they also extended the park's operating hours to midnight the rest of the week in those months. But it wasn't just the operating hours that extended. The event itself was no longer confined to just the Carnation Gardens, but musical acts were added to other venues around the park, such as the Golden Horseshoe, the Tahitian Terrace, the Tomorrowland Stage, and New Orleans Square. And to fill these venues, Disneyland began attracting names of increasing notoriety throughout the 50s and 60s, such as Glenn Campbell, The Carpenters, Lulu, and jazz artist Lionel Hampton, number four. Wine tasting. Flows of angel hair. Ice cream castles in the air. See a lot this of bell bottoms, rolling joints, like you know. I've looked at clouds that way. If you wanted the sky, would ride across the sky and That would so. on our Yacht Rock channel. Sure. <laughs> this is pretty good. That's the kind of piano that you have to play with a lit cigarette in your hand as you play piano. Yes. <laughs> that's the kind yeah. of piano that you... It just That's what it is. Definitely. <laughs> Date Night at Disneyland also played host to the very first performance of the Osmond Brothers outside of their native Utah, number five. Ladies and gentlemen, from Ogden, Utah, the Osmond Brothers. Hello. Were catcalling the Osmond brothers. That's weird. I don't think I've ever really heard anything from the Osmonds, but now I don't ever want to. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm I'm culturally unaware. I know it's like Kevin Osmond or whatever his name is. Donnie and Donnie, Donnie. and Marie. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, they were Kevin Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Donnie or Kevin, it's all the same. God, I you hope know, there's a Kevin. Not Osmond. for nothing. When you hear them, their voices are in uh, – there's four-part harmony going on, and they are in perfect tune to each other. Yes. Absolutely. There's an Alan Osmond, a Wayne Osmond, a Jay Osmond. So and Meryl. There could have been a Kevin Osmond. There's Meryl. Frank, Meryl Frank, Frank Osmond. Frank, Frank, Frank Osmond. Um, wow. Jimmy and a Donnie and a Marie. Okay, got it. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, please. According to Lloyd Elliott's daughter, Holly, the first gig that legendary film composer John Williams had when he came to town was playing piano with the Elliott Brothers Date Nighters. Wow. That's now, in cool. case you aren't familiar with John Williams' work, you might be whistling a different tune after you hear number six. Oh, 
<laughs> Just real fast before I play, does anybody in here know who this is? No. No. Oh, my God. No. Oh. Terrence. Terrence looks very confused right now by this music. Indiana Jones. Oh, you were Star Wars. I'm sorry, I was. Sorry. I thought he was joking. I was based off of that. (laughs) You broke. Imperial March. The Imperial March. There you go. So John Williams. Uh, That's cool. Once you, once you hear it, you know it. I mean, he's also done Jurassic Park, Jaws. He's, yeah. he's massively uh, important into the that genre of music scores. Absolutely. By the close of the 1960s, Date Night at Disneyland was past its prime and was discontinued. But Date Night at Disneyland is credited as being a proof of concept for future Disneyland hard ticket events that we continue to enjoy today, like the Christmas and Halloween parties. Jack Lindquist wrote in his book, quote, the summer of 1957 set the stage for all the nighttime magical innovations from Kids of the Kingdom to Fantasmic to the hoop de doo Review, among others that have evolved with the added bling and pizzazz into the high school musicals of today. But perhaps even now, the final chapter of Date Night at Disneyland hasn't yet been written. On November 13th, 2017, the Disney Parks blog announced a new series of evening events coming to Disneyland called Disneyland After Dark, which will kick off on January 18th with Throwback Night. According to the Disney Parks blog, borrowing heavily from the Elliott Brothers' famed lyrics, come dressed in your best to enjoy the happiest place on earth under a million twinkling lights. Swinging to the tune of bands and enjoying your favorite rides in the cool moonlight till the clock strikes 1 a.m. And that is the history of Date Night at Disneyland. Very good, Thank buddy. you. Very good. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, the Disney After Dark or whatever, which sounds like a Showtime special. And um, it was uh, like the logo is just terrible. Well, it's so yeah. basic and like clip arty, but then you look at the Date Night at Disneyland like posters that they did, and it's full of movement and joy, and it's very colorful, and it's it's so much nicer to look at than this weird clip art thing. Yeah, and I have a kind of this weird vindictive part of my personality, and so because <laughs> because their their first event is that like throwback night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally like tramping on um, on uh, Dapper Day. Oh, they're basically oh. sucking it's, Dapper yeah, Day down. Yeah, it's Dapper Day. Yeah. It is what it is. And, it's what's gonna be. That's for sure. And I think that that's really funny yeah. because I'm not a fan of Dapper Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool, Jeremy. Thank you again, dude. You got it. So now we're going to talk about our 2017 year in review. Now this was a a Jeremy. Uh, special. This is your yeah. idea, Jeremy. You get full marks for this. 
That was it was a great Ooh. idea. And I'm so glad that you came up with it because we didn't have any ideas. It's true. Well, don't, <laughs> don't tell him that. Oh yeah, sorry. Nobody needs to know that, Taryn. Sorry. The veil is too far back. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, um, so basically, what this is is we're just going to go through. We're going to give. I'm going to read a category that um, you know that I feel is is relevant to Disney and to the show, and then we're just going to go around and and give an answer. And maybe talk a little bit about it. Maybe you can have some banter. Maybe not, because I you know, got a lot of news to get to. <clears throat> so, um, first of all, let's go the biggest Disney winner of 2017. Okay. So, we're thinking back of the entire year. Everything that's happened, mm-hmm. what do we think the biggest winner of Disney? And we're going to be focusing on Disneyland. Jeremy, you'll probably be straddling both parks. I don't know, because you're kind of an expert in both parks. Um, so, but th- but- I'm actually just an expert at straddling. <laughs> Hey, hey man, we, oh, we all need our, uh, we all need, um, I don't know. A talent? Yeah, there you go. So our... Uh, Fourth box of wine. <laughs> yeah. I'm my own Sherpa for wine. Oh my gosh, Jeremy, I love you. Uh, biggest Disney winner of 2017, Taryn, why don't you start, please? The Electric Light Parade. Oh, that okay, is my one, biggest one, winner. I okay. sad it's gone, but that was came the back, best. and there you go. Okay, all right, uh, Terrence, what was your biggest Disney winner of 2017? Biggest Disney mm-hmm. winner of 2017 is the acquisition of Fox, the oh. 20th, century, 20th Century Fox. So the the Fox IP is the yes, biggest winner. That's right? the biggest winner with the uh, mm. the movie TV show, the TV show production possibility of actually making more X-Men and Fantastic Four movies. Oh, good. You can't have enough parks. Fantastic Four movies. You can make a good one now. When? Saying. You could. Now. You could have made a good one the first time, Well, too. the first Hulk was terrible and the second <laughs> one was good. So, eh. yeah. Okay. That's under my category of, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't okay. care. Alright. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, go ahead, please. Biggest Disney winner. Bob Iger. Whoa. Eh. Yes. And, I, you know, hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of Bob Iger, but not only for successfully purchasing Fox, as Terrence just alluded to, and re-upping his contract, but for refusing to pay a ransom to hackers who threatened to release portions of Pirates of the Caribbean, which, despite their threats, went on to earn just shy of $800 million worldwide. Nice. That's crazy. Uh, my biggest Disney winner is Paradise Pier. Really? Oh. Yeah, Paradise Pier, because it's getting rejuvenated. It's actually going to be useful okay. and instead of, you know, when you walk by, and, and I'm thinking specifically of those games, the dumb games, the carnival games, which, mm-hmm. you know, Walt never wanted in the first place, right? Right. Um, now it's going to be something cool. I, yeah. I, I, am, I am sad that they're going, I think they're doing a little too much with it, but anyway, Paradise Pier area, cool. biggest winner. That's going to be, it's on my list somewhere else. Okay. Um, the biggest Disney loser of 2017. Uh, let's start. Um, Jeremy, go ahead, please. Fans of the original Epcot Center. Oh. I think this was huh. the year. This was the year it, it changed. This is the point of no return now with uh, the departure of the Universe of Energy, additions to France, innovations. A lot of stuff that they've announced. There's a lot of changes coming, but I think it's it's the writing's on the wall now that it will never be that original edutainment inspiring message that it was. It's going to be filled with IP, and that's just the way it is. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. That's too bad. Uh, Terrence. <laughs> Biggest loser of 2017, <clears throat> Olaf's Frozen Adventure. <laughs> 
the uh, the short that came before Coco. Oh yes, they they banked a lot on that. Thought it was going to be huge, and they had to yank it and not even show it before the movie anymore because it was so bad. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. a good one. You're right. All right, Taryn, go ahead. Okay, um, the... I always go last. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the redheaded pirates. She mm. lost. <laughs> she did. She, she lost is big, a too. loser. Or she got promoted. I guess. Uh Maybe. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, yeah, the sentiment is the same for sure. Uh, my biggest loser of 2017 is Downtown Disney. Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So They're losing everything. They're losing everything. Not <laughs> yeah. only is it just... So we talked about it, and it's like everything basically from um, the monorail station on. No, it's everything from the La Brea Bakery on. All of Downtown Disney. <laughs> All of Downtown, downtown Disney, Disney's which, gone. which I don't think anybody knows about yet, to be completely honest. You and I, I heard I heard a lot of restaurants pulled out, boy, for like because res- for lack of reservation, you couldn't make reservations down there, right? Anyway, so all yeah. downtown Disney is going to be gone. It's just gone. It's redone, and it's going to be I think, which is too bad because it's such a good place to go and walk yeah. around. Oh. Man, it was crowded and too many Starbucks, but you know well, it was it still went, a yeah. cool place to kill time. You're still in the Disney bubble. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When I lived down there, we would go. If the parks were too busy or something, like we would still go down to that area, and you still felt like you were going to the park, even right. yeah. if you didn't. Yep, yeah. that's too bad. Um, most boring, most boring of anything could be anything. Movies, whatever. Um, let's start with uh, Jeremy. Again. Well, I tried to watch it twice, and I fell asleep both oh. times. So I am going with the Nightmare Before Christmas. You're a wow. Come on, wow! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh. Delete your entire web page Ow. right now. <laughs> web page. <laughs> your internet portal. Your internet tube. Your friendster has to go. Yeah, col- <laughs> collapse your internet tube, dude. Wow. I can't wow. believe that you fell asleep twice uh, uh, because it's you so love music. You uh, how? how uh, I don't know. That's it. I it just was a hard movie it. for me to get through at first. You oh. need to stop talking right now before I take our child away from you. <laughs> Wow. There's Nick Hughes. It's fine. We can do this. It's okay. Bev said the same thing. We had a conversation about it. Bev's fired now. <laughs> Terrence. Great movie. Thank you very Great much. Movie. Terrence, you get to go next. Uh, most boring. Most boring. Uh, Julianne Huff and Nick Lachey hosting anything Disney related. They hosted <laughs> They hosted the Christmas special for Disney. And yeah. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> I don't know Neil who they Pat- are. Julianne Huff is from uh, Dancing with the Stars. Nick Lachey was from 98 to Yes. Was married to Jessica Simpson. Degrees with a Z. Yeah. I I don't know. I have no idea why these people are hosting anything. Neil Patrick Harris for everything. Yeah. Everything for now. PH. Yes. He's probably too expensive. He's worth it. Well, it's true. Uh, Go ahead, Terry. Star Wars Land updates. That's my most boring. I don't care. Getting updates because about you the Star also Wars like land. we don't get any new information, but there's always an update. And right. it's like, oh my gosh, I don't care. There's new sca- the scaffolding is four feet higher now, everybody. <laughs> yeah, here's a here's a new drawing Muzzle. for you to look at that looks exactly like the last drawing. And I'm like, I, just stop. Just yes. stop. You're right. It's just call me when it opens. Yeah. <laughs> I got yes. other things to do. Exactly. Yeah, I know, right? Um, like fall asleep during fantastic movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually probably speaks to a lot to why Jeremy can stay awake during Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my mic off the stand just so I can drop it. <laughs> uh, my most boring is the Guardians of the Galaxy overlay. Mm. 
Yeah. Don't care about it. It looks terrible. I'm just I'm I'm I was mad at it and I'm just kind of like over it. And I think a lot of people are kind of over it. It's, I don't hear anybody talking about how cool it is except for that first like two days. That's true. I will tell you though. Uh, when this ki- buy when this kid's out of me, um, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go on it because I can't wait to see what it looks like now. It's amazing. You you can go on it. It's amazing. Eh, I'm bored with it. Okay, most underrated Disney attraction. Terrence, go ahead, please. You've earned it. You you've earned this. Okay, after <laughs> our last trip, I never thought I would say this. I think the most underrated Disney attraction is Jungle Cruise. Huh. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Um, I don't think it gets a lot of attention by people as a walk-by for most people. Well, yeah, because it's five minutes. Right, but after going on it, especially with Tommy, with my my middle son, um, going on it with him and seeing him interact, actually interact with the boat driver, and I think it's completely underrated. I think it's a great ride. I think that it should have a line at most times because it's funny and interesting, and it's one of the... Best things, in my opinion, that really draws me back to what Walt wanted the park to be. Okay. That's fair. Huh. All right. I mean, why not? Sure. I agree. I agree 100%. Okay. Um, who's next? Taryn? Sure. Go ahead, please. Um, I couldn't decide between two of them, and I felt this way for a while. Um, most underrated Disney attractions, uh, Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the Rescue. I think that is underrated. I don't think... People care about it, but I think it's a really cool ride. And you get, and she talks to you at the end, which is always really cool. Um, and you with the glasses. Yeah, and she always points out Jason, and then yeah. it's she's always hitting on him. I think give me funny. my number. Uh, and then it's tough to be a bug. That theater show. That is it, is it still there? Yeah. Well, I think so. I don't think so. I think it's previews now. Oh. Or maybe they change it every now and then. I don't know, but yeah, that's a cool. It was a cool. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead, please. Underrated Mickey, Disney attraction. Mickey's Philhar Magic, mm. which is an attraction in the magic in the Fantasyland section of Magic Kingdom. It was imported from Tokyo in 2005 during the Happiest Celebration on Earth, and it's a 3D, well, 4D movie because you get smells and you get a little bit wow. wet and parts of it. And it's those. Um, it draws mostly on those late 80s, early 90s movies: Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, um, Lion King. Which I love, and uh, <laughs> it's great. It never, it never has a line. You always walk on. Like the whole place could be so crowded. Hundred and ten minute wait at Peter Pan. You walk on this thing. Five minutes. It's huh. amazing. Okay, I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, why, uh, why not? Uh, it's the my- one thing in Disneyland that I miss. Like when I'm in Disneyland, it's like only time when I miss something from ah. Florida that you wish that would be there. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my most underrated Disney attraction is still the uh, Sleeping Beauty walkthrough. The castle walk oh, yeah. right. Not That's many people one. think about it. There's hardly ever anybody in there. Um, and it's one of the most dynamic. Well, maybe it's not dynamic, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like it. Okay. Let's go most overrated Disney attraction, which I'm ready for this because I'm going to blow minds. T- uh, Taryn, go ahead. Please go now, please. Cove bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Like, I agree wow. 100%. I think wow. the, I really think like the best like entirely overrated. Totally overrated. I think it's fine. I think that the nachos are fine. The drinks are fine. The the people who work there are kind of okay. They're kind of jerks compared to everyone else that works at Disneyland. Okay. So it's overrated. All right. 
All right. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go there. No, fair enough. Hey. It's overrated. Yeah, and anything you have to wait for, you know, uh, an hour to get into needs to be a lot better than that, than that. That's the point. If there's not a line, it's fine. If there's it's a line, fine. what's the point of waiting for that place? Right. Yeah. Terrence, go ahead, please. Uh oh. Uh oh. Shots. Disneyland. Yeah. Anaheim in general. All the park. <laughs> no, because of what has happened to this ride. Or Uh-oh. this attraction, Uh-oh. and how excited people were because of one small change to it. I'm going to say the most overrated attraction is the Disneyland Railroad. Everyone has been freaking out because wow. it goes left now at one point, and who cares? Well, that's a stupid thing to get freaked out about or get like juiced up about, but it's but, still a great ride. Eh. Okay. All right. Terrence I knew you'd be me. wrong again, but yeah, <laughs> we disagree. He's the wrong. <laughs> he's the wrong dude. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead, please. Peter Pan. One hundred fifty minute wait for that thing. Thank you. That's that's mine. Oh, I agree. <laughs> uh, I, Peter Pan, and I was I, I was ready for it um, because yes, so I blew everybody's mind. Yes, <laughs> you did, yeah, you did it. Um, yeah, I don't understand that either, man. When we were there last time, it was a two hour wait. It's ridiculous. 120 minutes. It, it makes no. It makes no sense. It's not that cool. Mm-hmm. Sure, you you're in a thing and you're flying, and it's like, but it's it's not. It's no better than Snow White. It's no better than any other yeah. ride in Fantasyland. It's yeah. a dark ride. Sure, it has a couple pluses. I would rather ride Alice in Wonderland than ride than wait in two hour line or an hour line for Peter Pan. I actually like the the uh, effects on Alice in Wonderland way better than Peter yeah. Pan. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, then but this you know one, what? Keep yes. it that way because it eats up all those people. Right. All those people are standing in that line, and we're over having fun on basically the same ride. That's yeah, true. I agree. That's absolutely true. Um, okay, sad to see you go. What's this uh, What's this one about, Jeremy? Give us a little... What should this t- uh, topic be? Sad to see any, you go. You know, anything that's gone. I mean, did it, Did any Imagineers pass away this year? Did, uh, did like, the redhead, she could have been one, you know? So, ah, something that went away. True. Okay. Well, why don't you go first then, bro? West Coast run Disney races. Yeah. Oh, wow. Agreed. Sorry to see you go. Good yeah. Call, R.I.P. Uh, yep. Terrence, go ahead. Uh, Ex Atencio. Mm. Yep. Passed yep. away in September, I believe. Yeah. All right. R.I.X. Go ahead. Um, I uh, I see that, and I raise you one. Ex Atencio and uh, Marty Sklar also passed away. Yeah, good point. Yeah. True that. Actually, like, I... I think we could have um, interviewed Exitensio because he did a lot of interviews, and so just just a bummer. Yeah, got to yeah. get them before they're gone. It's true. <laughs> it wow. works that way. <laughs> yeah, that's how life goes. Uh, mine is Star Wars. The box office receipts are slipping with each new Star Wars that comes yeah. out. They're underperforming. Mm-hmm. They're it's severely underperforming in China. A lot, a lot of people care, and with everyone, Disney mandates that if you're going to carry the uh, the film as a as a theater, you it has to be on your biggest screen for four weeks, and that's it, yeah. the minimum at yeah. least. Um, and it's just, it's actually was really easy to find tickets for this one after the first week, and kind of everyone seems to not really care so much. So I think that Star Wars is they're they're getting all the blood out of that turnip yes. earlier yeah. than they anticipated. So. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Star Wars. Good call. <laughs> um, enough already. This is self-explanatory. Enough already. <laughs> what are we annoyed about? What do we? What? What is like? Everyone, just calm down with it. Taryn. <laughs> Local hotel prices. <laughs> 
You it's like cool. literally cannot get a decently priced hotel anymore. Yeah. Like even the Super Eight, which is pretty bad, is like two hundred bucks <sighs> on just a normal weekend. It drives me crazy. Like I cannot. It's making it really. It's making it a lot harder to go. Yeah, Terrence. Unneeded sequels. Ooh. So I'm, ex- I'm happy that they're doing Incredibles two. I'm also wondering why. Like, leave it alone. Frozen two. Why? <laughs> Boogaloo. Toy, Toy Story four. Why? Because three was really good. Yeah, but he's he's reuniting with Bo Peep in this one. They oh. already said in the third one that Bo's gone. Cool. Just let her be gone. We don't need another <laughs> one. Do you think there's going to be a Tinder joke in there somewhere? Oh, that'd be great if that's how they hook up. Oh. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. I am picking up where you left off, Jason. Enough already with Star Wars. Oh, my God. And it's always Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Day at Sea, Star Wars Weekends, Galactic Nights, Galactic Spectacular, (laughs) Secrets of the Empire VR Experience, Far, Far Away Stage Show. It's I, you know what, Disney? We get it. Yeah. We know you bought Star Wars. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and the other thing that twerk tweaks me about this. Twerk you. Oh, man. Hey, this could be on the secret show, so. <laughs> it's, they're always titled, it's like Star Wars colon something, like a bad Lifetime movie. It's <laughs> it really like a woman is. scorned colon the Betty Broderick story. <laughs> right. Not without my daughter colon <laughs> Melissa Jones explores. Life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. No. A Galaxy's Edge. It, it, yeah. Star Wars Land. Can right. you you know what we should do is for, for an exercise we should go around and and think of like New Orleans Square period the day the French came back or something you know what I mean like imagine if they did that with every other land yeah. Tomorrowland right um, you know high taxes returned <laughs> well I will tell you I I erased what I first put and, and put Star Wars because it is everywhere it's everywhere in Tomorrowland it's everywhere all over the place and I'm actually I've said about it. Uh, on the show, tons of times I'm over it, but I'll go back to what I originally put, just to be different. Frozen. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about Frozen. We're mm-hmm. still doing Frozen things, and I'm. St- I don't think enough time has been left for everyone can kind of fill the void with other things to kind of refresh their mind. But you know, that's me. I don't yeah. know. Um, worst, uh, the best Disney dollar spent. What is the best thing that Disney spent their money on? Um. Well, I took this a little differently. Okay, go ahead, Taryn. Then you um, start it. I took it as my best dollar spent with Disney. Okay. And that was um, the Disney run that we did. Ah, yeah. It was expensive. I thought it was too expensive. Okay. But it was really fun. See, it was a I great thought time. I thought the value was. I thought it was a great price point, which no, is rare it, for me thinking about anything is great price point at Disneyland. I, I thought. I thought it was. It was a good. We, what we got out of it, I thought it was great. I agree. I, I guess I meant when we first signed up, I was like, this is oh, stupid, 120 right. bucks for this. But afterwards, I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. Terrence, go ahead. Now they're gone. I think the best thing that Disney spent their money on outside of Fox um, was the makeover of the Tower of Terror in the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. Really? It is fantastic. I, I know I say that. A lot. Oh, you're talking about the actual ride, not the like the facade. Ride. The actual ride. Okay. It is fantastic. It okay. has good. Re- uh, it's. I want to go on it. Like I didn't want to go on Tower of Terror every time I was at the park. I want to go on this ride every single time. 
Okay. <laughs> I think it's great. All right. Well, they're they're targeting the lowest common denominator, and that's <laughs> hey, fine. Um, that. Jeremy, go ahead, please. What is the best Disney dollar spent? Disney buying out the rest of Disneyland Paris and the subsequent announcement to invest over two billion euro in that resort between now and twenty twenty four. Attendance is already up five percent this year. Nice. Oh, geez. Wow. Nice. Excellent. Sounds like you work there. you're in a business meeting i'm offering tours (laughs) jeremy's tour um i put the fox deal yeah Yeah. i think that was an amazing deal because uh uh, mainly they get all that ip Mm -hmm. and they can milk all that to death now too maybe it can kind of take some pressure off star wars yeah um yeah so uh there you go what is the worst disney dollar spent jeremy let's throw it back to you why don't you go ahead and lead off this discussion please I bought this $8 autograph pen when I wanted to call into the show during that food and wine festival because I needed to make some notes. And oh. it didn't work. And then I had to go back and buy another $8 autograph pen. $8 for a pen? Yeah. You can buy a box. And, and, and did you get a refund? Well, okay. I didn't say it was uh, the I'll, best I'll Disney bill. dollar spent. No. But did you get a <laughs> refund? Like, did you? So you bought basically a pen for $16. Well, I, I I think I might have exchanged it. Thank you. So okay. maybe it was eight bucks altogether. So. But still, that's a lot of money for a cheap pen. That's yeah. true. It's that's a lot of money much. for an expensive so. pen. Go ahead, Terry. Uh, redoing the horse-drawn carriage tracks on Main Street. I just hmm. I, they I, did that. They're doing it they're, now. They're yeah, doing, oh. it. doing it now. It just kind of seems like it doesn't really matter. To be to be honest with me, I was like, yeah. To be, be honest, honest with you, myself. <laughs> if I'm honest with myself. Let me I'm drinking, <laughs> drinking water, by the way. With myself, <laughs> in my own opinion. Taryn? Um, that fancy bowling alley that they're putting in downtown Disney. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing that anymore. No. Well, I guess they have to. I the, didn't the, think they they're were. They're building oh. the building. I, I it's don't... the old um, yeah. uh, House, House of Blues, House of right? Blues yeah. yeah. But they're, they basically tore it to studs, and they're redoing it. Yeah. So I wonder. Anyway, uh, mine is the downtown Disney conversion. I don't think that that's a great use of their money, but then again, I feel stupid saying that because what do I know? I I don't move in those circles. You know what I mean? I just can't imagine that with all of those stores that they're going to get as much money from the hotel as they would from those stores. But (sighs) Hard to say. Um, Okay, and here we go. Predictions. This is the last final one. Uh, Predictions of 2018 and beyond, I would imagine, for Disney and whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Terrence, go ahead, please. Uh, <laughs> I have two. One is not real. The other one is real. So, uh, Goofy Sky School rethemed. Uh, since they own Fox and all this, well, actually, they own the mo- the movie rights to this. Rethemed for with uh, Cool Runnings. <laughs> that would be amazing. That. I would love that. That would be amazing. That really would. That really would. <laughs> uh, that would be my, so much better. I think that would be amazing. Uh, but I think the real my real one is that um, with the acquisition of Fox, with them having. Um, their history of good TV shows, Disney might actually have a good a couple of good TV shows on now. Cool. Between nice. Disney FX, it's awesome. Disney FX and the Disney Channel, they actually might have people return to watch those. Can you imagine those if TVs. they did a Golden Girls version, a Golden Girls <laughs> overlay where like Blanche is chasing a husband or something? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> it would make sense as a Simpsons ride. Like some kind I of. I wonder what they're going to do with Simpsons now. I don't know. That's the whole. That's the whole thing, man. I would like to get someone on to talk about it. There's a few people in the blogosphere. I think I've sent you a couple of them. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to try yeah. to get on because they have a little more. I don't know, verve. 
if that's uh, can you, if that's we use properly, like uh, we can pick their brain and actually have a decent conversation. Because right now we're all gonna be like, I don't know, and then they might actually have some. Anyway, Taryn, go ahead, please. Um, I just have one, and my prediction is that Jason and I will find some dumb reason to renew our passports, even though we aren't planning on yes. it. Yes, we can't afford it. That's just, I mean, we're gonna have a child heard that in two months, but we're also gonna have three months where we can go do stuff with child. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some dumb reason, huh? and we're going to go. Well, okay. I mean, we're going to be there anyways. So. All right, you're, you're probably right. That's my you're prediction. probably right. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead, please. Your turn. Thank you. I predict that by 2021, the Magic Kingdom will finally get some sort of nighttime electrical parade back. Okay. I think okay. that's a good. That's a good call. That's, a good that's the, so 2021 is because that's the 50th anniversary of Walt oh. Disney World. Yeah. It, I wonder if it's going to be stupid, though. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it probably will. I have three. Oh. I have three. Um, ticket prices will rise again this year. <laughs> I don't know. You're hedging your bets on that wow. one. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah, right? I think the sun might come up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I wouldn't bet my bottom dollar. Um, <laughs> Disney will take its foot off the Star Wars gas pedal a bit. I could see that happening. That's my theory because things are kind of cooling at the at the box offices. And then Hulu will start to stream more Disney things because yeah. Hulu is part of the Fox thing. And yeah. I know they want to do their own thing, but I, I have a feeling that Disney will just be putting stuff into Hulu and populating that until they get it back and running. So whatever. Yeah. Makes that's sense. Anything else? Because that's it. That's our, that's our 2017 roundup. I like it. Good job, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Jeremy, you did great. Thank you. Do you want to stay we, on? We all did. We all. We, well, yeah, sure. Um, do you want to stay on for news? Sure. All right. Well, then uh, here we go. Mazel. Present and future with all the news that's fit to still. cover. It's the ears up Disney news. I'm gonna fix that still. Announcer man sent me a new a new thing, but oh, nice. I, I I haven't done anything with it. Because that's just me. Um, well, let's do one that uh, Terrence already ruined. Uh, Main Street USA vehicles and Dumbo the Flying Elephant at Disneyland Park to begin updates January 8th, which is what? Yesterday? Day before? Two days ago, yeah. Okay. Um, this is from the Disney Park blogs. Two original Disneyland Park attractions will close temporarily beginning January 8th to receive updates. For the first time, the horse-drawn streetcar track on Main Street USA will be replaced in its entirety which, of course, will pause the operation of all of the Main Street USA vehicles. Uh, I wonder what that's going to do to the flow of traffic going up and down Main Street. That's that part of my problem with this. Well, but, I mean, hey, it's probably for safety or something. Uh, yeah, they're, what, 60-something years old? Yeah. yeah. On this blog, there is a really cool photo of them that I've never seen before, them laying the track yeah. with the dirt before the, you know, whatever. Um, also, Dumbo the Flying Elephant will receive a new queue location. I think they're getting shade and they're getting painted again. So nice. Dumbo's down. Um, Main Street's closed. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to be re- reopening in late winter and early spring. Hmm. Oh, so Dumbo will be opening in spring. Main Street USA uh, vehicles will be reopening in late winter. Oh, okay. That's not that bad then. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe. Um, let's see. Here's one, Terrence, that I want to jump in uh, on because... Why not? Okay. <clears throat> Disney is facing backlash over Black Panther collector's pin. Have you seen this pin? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, have you seen this pin? No, no. So you know the the Marvel comic book superhero, the Black Panther? No. 
Okay, well, trust me, there's a there's a guy called the Black Panther, and he's a Marvel superhero. Uh, apparently, Disney is facing a wave of online criticism for the Black Panther's skin tone on a new collector's pin. So the the pin is just, it's his face, it's the mask, it's the Black Panther mask, mm-hmm. and then there's eyes underneath. Yeah. But the eyes are a little bit, you know how Batman, he like puts black eye makeup on because you could see that part of his skin through the eye holes in the mask. Have you ever seen Batman? Do you know Batman, Jeremy? <laughs> yes, I've seen that. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and um, so they did that same kind of thing with the Black Panther, although they, it's the, the, the skin around the eyes is white. So, so it's pale. You told me about this yeah. earlier, and I looked at it, and me being me, I mean, I'm going to always try to be as positive as possible like mm. no no you know, it's just kind of tan and then taryn put her finger up next to it <laughs> and it's her complexion mm-hmm. and yeah. black panther is not taryn's complexion no and taryn is basically clear yeah. so <laughs> and they also have a mug that they're selling right now at the parks and it ha- it's the same oh, logo really? it's the same mask but they got the skin tone right oh. on the mug huh this is this is White Panther. Like, this is not the right person. <laughs> ah, so check this out. So here's another, I'm reading this article now, where uh, it says, following the initial criticism, Disney pin blogs later, which apparently is a thing, mm-hmm. sent out a second tweet with a new photo of the pin, noting how the store's lighting contributed to the pin's original appearance. They said, sorry for any confusion that the previous photo may have caused. It was unaltered, but shot under a bright light at the pin store and may have caused differences in color. Does the second one look right? Yeah. Check it out. It's okay, a lot. It looks better, yeah. It looks better. S- slightly. It's still pretty light. Yeah. Slightly better. And yeah. you know what? I, but I also wonder, like, um, well, yeah, and so then now, of course, Twitter. Everyone's everyone's an expert, Jeremy, online. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. But everyone is uh, is still saying that the skin looks too light for the for the actor who portrays the black panther but i feel like in this world if they go too dark yeah that's darker than that's, the pin yeah that's, that's natural looking. but i think if they go too dark then I, you know I, like, I don't think you can win with this so you might as well just have the mask cover up just and just have the eyeballs yeah or go all black with just white for the eyes or something like that yeah that's true anyway well this might this pin might become a collector's item so get oh one. for sure it's gonna be it's gonna be worth a lot because you know they're gonna redo it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, keeping with that theme, well, I don't know if I want to do that one. Yeah, so apparently there's uh, accusations that uh, Disney is, quote, whitewashing the live-action movie Aladdin. And a lot of people on the internet like to throw that around. But apparently um, Disney has admitted to putting makeup on performers to make them look darker. That's, That's awkward. Um, uh, uh, so there's an extra, uh, Kaushal Oder. Odidra, Odidra, Kashal Odidra, an extra in the film, told the Times of London that he had seen, quote, fair-skinned actors getting their skin darkened with makeup before being featured in crowd shots. I I feel for both sides of this issue, um, because I think if it's hard to find people that are of the ethnicity that they're looking for, you don't want to just hire a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing, but at the same time, you can't really just have a bunch of white people dancing when they're not supposed to be white because then they're going to get in trouble for that. So, like, 
I think that they're kind of between a rock and a hard place here. So this is Disney defending. Uh, the studio gave an official statement to the BBC confirming that makeup was used in order to help crew members, not background actors, as Odedra had said, uh, quote, blend in. However, the studio also added that there's been a strong emphasis throughout production of Aladdin on making sure that the cast is inclusive. They say great care was taken to put together one of the largest, most diverse casts ever seen on screen. Diversity is one of our uh, diversity of our cast and background performers was a requirement and only in a handful of instances where it was a matter of specialty, uh, specialty skills, safety and control, like with special effects rigs, stunt performers and handling of animals were the crew made up to blend in. One of the film's stars who plays the Sultan also recently brushed off concerns that the film was being whitewashed. Um, he says, uh, like a nursery, Aladdin also needs variety. He said, because otherwise it's going to be very boring. So you're going to go and see this beautiful garden with colorful flowers, and I just hope that you enjoy the journey. I, I don't huh? know. Yeah, I don't know. He also added... You should have stopped talking. He also added, you'll definitely love the film. It doesn't matter how old you are. The film has something for you to take away from it. <laughs> okay. Cool story, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, anyway, that's the story. So everyone can stop being uh, outraged. It was like stuntmen and stuff. It wasn't background actors. Right. Everyone's everyone's fine. Um, here's one from your part of the world there, Jeremy. Ooh. A, a Virginia man wins a legal battle with Walt Disney World over an injury that happened in 2006. Ooh. Apparently, um, there was a trade show. Uh, this kid is 22. He's not a kid. This guy was walking around the uh, Walt Disney World's ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. There was some trade show. He was there to participate in a paintball tournament. But two days before, he was struck in the head by a 10-foot advertising balloon. What? <laughs> what? Okay. What is an advertising balloon? I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, like the heavy canvas kind of like Johns that you just inflate that says, like, come to the... You know, like the wacky waving inflatable arm. Yeah, yeah but like, kind of a thing? but maybe not that limber. I don't know. But he was struck in the head after huh. he, that had floated loose after being tethered to a tree. The kid, the dude, was knocked to his knees, and the hit left him dazed and in pain. That must have been a heavy. Blo- I don't yeah, understand how yeah. that could be carried away by the wind and knock some some dude in the head to leave him dizzied. Hmm. He says a Disney manager told him to get checked out at a hospital, adding that the theme park company would cover his medical bills. Well, of course. They should, right. right? Later that day in the hospital, his x-ray results came back negative for broken bones, and the doctors did not diagnose him with any neurological damage. He was given prescribed muscle relaxers. Nice. And, <laughs> and pain medication. Nice. But told he could still participate in the paintball tournament. So he was okay. cleared by doctors. Right. He played in the tournament. Ter- he played in the tournament. Before playing, he signed a liability waiver. Um, after leaving the tournament, Peterson still had headaches and neck pain. Ultimately, he was diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury oh. and post-concussion syndrome. For real? Like he got a concussion after the fact? No, no like no, he it was, had a concussion already. He had a concussion, but maybe but, it didn't manifest itself. So right. this balloon gave him a concussion and quote traumatic brain injury. Right. But he could still play in a paintball tournament two days later. And this was at Disney World. Disney World. Jeremy, do you have any idea what kind of balloon they might be talking about? 
I have no clue, but how do we know that he didn't get hit in the head during the paintball tournament? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, when he reached, but see, here's here was the lawsuit, I think, uh, or the crux of it. When he reached out to Disney, they told him that he had waived his right to hold anyone financially responsible for his injury from the balloon, even though the incident happened before he signed the waiver with to, to be in the tournament. Hmm. So. So Disney's saying that that tournament waiver applied even though the the incident happened two days previous. No, it doesn't. But it doesn't. Well, in 2010, they sued, uh, and an Orange County judge dismissed the suit in 2013. So it took them uh, three, three years, years uh, and quickly granted a summary judgment to the defendants. Um, but uh, the guy's dad, uh, in 2014, helped his son file an appeal um, anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then these, these people, um, won. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Owen's first lawyer gave up on him and he had to handle things by himself. He did a good enough job to form some arguments, go to trial and get some justice. Um, but, uh, yeah, they said it was very much a David versus Goliath feeling. Uh, he won 1.25 mil. <clears throat> That's not bad. Wow. In damages, but they settled out of court with Disney and the other companies involved for an undisclosed amount. Uh, apparently, this dude still has headaches that do not allow him to work full time. Mm. That's crazy. I, I don't understand. And which look that I'm that's sad, right? But how can a bal- a ten foot balloon? It can't have that much mass because it had to be tethered down, right? Mm-hmm. And it got caught in the wind, right? How can that give you a traumatic brain injury where you can't work yeah. ten years after the fact? Well, and I'm so twelve Jeremy, years after like, the fact. How do we? How, how does anybody know this didn't happen at paintball? He didn't yeah. get hit with like a paintball. Didn't fall down or whatever. Yeah, there's a well, lot of so paintball's not going to give you traumatic a brain dis- uh, injuries. Um, the cognitive pro- things that, like you can have amnesia, you can't speak, you might start laughing for no reason. So there's a lot of stuff that could have happened. It makes sense, but. I really don't understand how any judge would ever say because you signed a waiver know. two days later for something completely not related. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, here's a- another ridiculous thing from Jeremy's part of the world. Disney World is allowing some guests to buy extra fast passes. Only, Only some? some guests? Yes. Guests staying at select Walt Disney World resorts will soon have the option of buying additional fast passes. Um, you can, let's see, let me just read the article. I do that. The yeah. extra fast pass plus option will be available to club level resort guests. I'm only staying club level when we go there, so right. that works for me. That's fine. <laughs> I'll afford to sleep in the rental car. Um, the three additional fast passes, so you can buy three additional fast passes, will cost 50 bucks per person per day. Whoa. But can be used at any park. That's still a That's lot. That's a lot of money. Never mind. Yeah. A minimum three-day purchase is required for the add-on. Oh, God. So. <laughs> what? Yeah. So for one guest who wants to add the option for three days, it would cost $150. Oh, hey. heck no. Hey, Jeremy, go and let us know how this works, okay? <laughs> 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 Not to mention you're staying club level, so you're paying $600 a night for a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's 50 bucks a day, bro? Uh, too much. 50 bucks a day. Not even the tax. No. Uh, you can book them 90 days in advance instead of the usual 60 days for resort guests. So you get to not only book, you get to not only get three extra ones park-wide or, or resort-wide, right. but you get to book 30 days in advance before anybody else gets to book theirs with their magic, my magic friend plus or whatever. Magic band, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Not for 50 bucks. I thought it was going to be like 10 bucks. Well, and it's only three. Yeah, no. But also, it's park wide. I mean, resort wide. But you can't go to that many of them in a day. We know that already. That's the problem, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. two max. Um, Someone sent me this article. Actually, our our friend Aaron, Theo Brew out there. Um, Apparently, there was a monorail uh, uh, videoed with the door open. Ooh. <clears throat> Someone shot Not video of good. inside the monorail, of the monorail door open during the ride. Oh, boy. Jeez. That is bad. So that was a whole thing. And then they, um, they uh, Theme Park University uh, interviewed this dude and basically kind of uh, got the lowdown. Um, they pulled into um, the TTC. What's TTC? The Transportation and Ticket Center. Outside of the Magic Kingdom. There you go. They were going to go to Epcot, uh, and they, uh, this guy's saying apparently maintenance was working on the platform, working on that door for a previous issue. Uh, no, they were on the platform for a previous issue. They were called over to work at the door. The maintenance person spent around 10 minutes working on the door and mechanisms and was able to get the door to latch, but there was no testing or anything done. This is a direct quote from this guy. We were told before they closed the remaining operating door to not lean on the doors. So I guess one door... Of the two, because there's two, one opened and one didn't. Oh. Or one oh, closed okay. and one didn't. Okay. The right one closed and the left one didn't close. Um, so they just, they didn't test it. They go, don't lean on it. <laughs> we then proceeded out of the TTC, which is the Ticket and Transportation Center uh, in Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> as we were traveling over the curve outside of the TTC, the door popped open. Presumably the flex of the curve released whatever maintenance did to the latch the door. The train did not stop. And there were no audio, audible or visible alarms. Jeez. The passengers in the car were all adults with the exception of two young children riding on parents' laps. Those parents were seated. All of the passengers standing were adults and were able to move into the center of the car away from the door. None of us were aware of an emergency phone. Uh, and he says, I'm a New York City resident and I ride the subways daily. We don't have emergency phones. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me to look for one. Um, oh, this is a lady. Uh, also, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, well, his purse was on his lap and my phone was in it, so apparently it's a lady. Um, oh, my God. I did not want to try to get up or move for my seat in any way that might upset my balance. Because she was afraid she was going to go tumbling up the Oh, my God. What door. is she, for? Like... Se- several of the me. people in the car took charge, reminding everyone that we were unharmed. And then if nobody moved and we were calm, we would reach the station safely. That went a long way towards keeping everyone calm. I just don't feel like this is that big of a deal. Like, just stay away from the door. Right. Wait, how fast does it go, though? It has, like, a max speed of, I think, 40 miles an hour. That's kind of a big deal. Ever, ever ridden in a Jeep on the freeway? I mean, it's right. just fine. It's fast, but it's, like, it's it's a really bad thing for Disney. But if I were in that car, I'd be like... Okay, just don't anybody go near that door. Like, keep your kids away. Let's everybody stay on this side of the thing. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I mean, I guess it, I was in one last week, and it, the parks were so crowded last week. People's cheeks were pressed up against the windows. Oh, like, really? Oh it could be. You know, yeah. I don't know how it was this day, but it. You know, it, it could be that you're really close to it, and you might not have. You know, I don't. I, That's I, a good might, point. You're I mean, just she, like, oh, she well, said, I'm going to fly out of this thing. She said everyone was seated. There was no one standing. Oh. So, so it's, everyone just relax. It's a, it's everyone, a, you're not hurt. <laughs> no. You are you okay. Are. 
God. Um, good news for SoCal, folks. Disney is once again offering discounted tickets for SoCal oh residents. Oh, my God. Make up your mind. This isn't enough already. <laughs> this is another one. I should have put this in my predictions, oh, mainly because I knew this before we Honestly, were Honestly, I, w- I was going to, and then I was like, nah, I'm not going to. Um, from Monday, from this Monday through May 24th, apparently it's a limited time only. Here are the here are the uh, the, the ticket prices for two day tickets: one park per day, one fifty nine for two days. Okay, park hopper ticket two hundred four. Oh, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, oh, this isn't the annual passes. This is the discounted tickets, and oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for a job, anyone looking for a job, Shanghai Disneyland is seeking a Communist Party specialist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, okay. there's, uh, there's uh, you know, that. Shanghai Disneyland already has benefits from having uh, Communist Party members among its staff. Murray King, VP of Public Affairs, told the local Jaifeng Daily last summer that the park's best employees were mostly party members. Oh. Though the, God, sounds like something would come out of D.C. right now. Uh, though the company faced no requirement to hire any. Now the park, because they're just hiring Communist Party members just because they're such good workers. They don't have to. They're just, you know, they're amazing. Now the park is recruiting a senior (laughs) specialist for its party-slash-union-slash-youth league office. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like a great great place for young people to hang out. Uh, Among the role's responsibilities are designing and coordinating party and union activities, operating the party and union bulletin board, and uh, maintaining daily operation of social media platforms. CCP membership is one of the job requirements. So there you go. If you guys uh, have any experts oh my gosh. in Communist Party things, there, there you, you go. go. <clears throat> and that's the news, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. That was a wow. lot of news. A lot of news. What do you think of that? Very informative. Jeremy, what do you think of all my news? Give me a grade right now. Uh, one to uh, John Debney. <laughs> Uh, you get a John Debney Plus, oh, and like uh, you were right on so many things. <laughs> John, wow. you love to hear my takes were uh, my takes were spot on. Yeah, you were correct in every every oh instance. Oh my god, I appreciate that so much, my yeah. friend. Um, I do. Before we go, I do want to thank our uh, buddy out in Hawaii, John, not J A W N, and not John Debney. Um, he sent us a. A big box of treats from Hawaii, Hawaii. which nice. is so awesome. Dry roasted wow. macadamias. Uh, too bad Bev's not here because uh, we would not have these anymore. Well, that's yeah. true. Um, Island Princess Mele Mox, Mele Mox, toffee coated macadamia nuts covered in luscious, luscious milk chocolate. Nice. 100% grown in Hawaii. And we have uh, Hawaiian host Aloha Max, mm-hmm. and uh, which are chocolate covered. Uh, macadamias. Ooh, these are dark chocolate. These uh, these Ooh. are these are mine. Nice. I'm taking these. I, it, it, milk chocolate's kind of trash. Dark dark chocolate's the only way to go. I agree. And well, uh, some cookies like and stuff that are hand dipped. They're really good. So anyway, John, thanks, dude. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, that was man. awesome. That's, that's uh, that's very kind to of you. Thanks for the Johns, John. Thanks <laughs> for them Johns, bruh. Uh, Jeremy, thank you, my friend, my favorite John, for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It was great. Now go to bed. It's late Sound for you. Condescending. It was I know, great. It's actually already Terrence's birthday here. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. Oh, yeah. That's right. On Your birthday's tomorrow. My birthday's the 11th. Yeah. Wow. How old are you? 38. Oh. oh that's old. Wow. Still young. Jeremy, how old are you? 
I, I turned 38 in two weeks. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. It's weird. I'm in the future. <laughs> you are in the future. That's crazy. Like, no, Terrence, you're already 38. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to do the fact of the show here, and then um, we're going to we're gonna leave. Nope, that's the news. <laughs> I'm not going to do the news. I'm going to do the fact of the show, which is this one. <laughs> there we go. I didn't know that this e- thing even existed, but there was something called the Christmas Bowl. It captured the spirit of the Yuletide season with music. One of the earliest holiday presentations at Disneyland, the Christmas Bowl, featured scores of local youth bands, choral groups, and orchestras, as well as Disneyland's own Charles Dickens carolers. The Christmas Bowl. Kind of a cool little, uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. All right, everybody, thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you in the parks.